How's everybody doing? Hallelujah. Doing good. Did the Holy Spirit wake you up at four in the morning? <laughs> I thought after Dale talked about that, everybody's going to like wake up at four. Oh. <laughs> Praise God. Father, we thank you for this afternoon. We thank you for all that is going to be accomplished. Our ears are open. Our hearts are open. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come. Fill us afresh today. Our desire is to be used by you to accomplish everything you lay before us. So, God, we give you glory and honor today and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, we have some young people here. Yay! I just wanted to thank you. I, I, some of you I don't recognize, so I'm going to introduce myself. I am Terry Armstrong. I'm Dale's wife. And when he had told me that he was going to do this whole week on prayer, I was very excited because I love prayer. I have been an intercessor for over 47 years, and I've learned a little bit, but not much, because there's so much of God. And I wanted to thank you all for praying for us. You know, the devil's, he doesn't like prayer. He doesn't like when a group of believers get together. And uh, he gave me COVID. <laughs> but I have a negative report today. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Sid, for the medicine. Hallelujah. I do have two request, requests for prayer before we get started. First of all, Pastor Dale or Apostle Dale um, is not feeling well. He's in bed as we speak. He was, woke up sick this morning, so we'd like to pray for him for a complete and total healing. He's speaking tonight, I believe. No, tonight's the night of worship, so he'll just come and soak. Hallelujah. That's good. And then um, Pastor Bob, um, Bill Hake from over in York, Abundant Life, he's in the hospital, and we're going to pray for a speedy recovery for him, wisdom for the doctors, and a refreshing for him also. So let's just have a word of prayer right now. Father, we just praise you and thank you. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the song that was sang, the words, Lord straight from your word, Father, and from your heart. You are the healer, Jehovah Rapha. And Father, so we, we thank you for the anointing, the healing anointing on Dale right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you that everything that does not worship you has to leave his body now in the name of Jesus. And for Bill, Father, we just thank you for a speedy recovery. We thank you, Father, for the wisdom of the doctors and, and every meticulous thing that they do for Bill and in Bill and on Bill, every time they touched him, touch him, Father, they have wisdom and your, your healing power is there, Father. We just thank you for that. And we receive it and give you the victory in the, for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, one of my favorite kinds of intercession, I, I personally believe there's many kinds of intercession. Are there intercessors here? Any, any intercessors here? You can say you're, you're called to intercession. There is a call of intercession. Everyone can intercede. But there are, there are some who were just drawn to intercession. And one of my favorite in, types of intercession is corporate intercession. 
especially in an environment like this where everyone's come together, they're here to learn, they're here to receive from the Holy Spirit, and you're in tune to the Holy Spirit and to the Father God and his word. Corporate intercession is when everyone is in agreement on the same page, we're after the same thing, and we can all agree on it, okay? So I wanted to share with you today, um, we're, I want to do this hour of intercession with my wonderful sister in the Lord, Karen Burroughs, who has been my, one of my intercessory partners for over 30 years. Wow, we're, we're not that old, but we're not that old. We started when we were babies. <laughs> not true, we're grandmas. <laughs> Proud of it, right? Anyways, we're going to do this together. And um, Bob Hawk, another of my intercessor wonderful partners, is leading the, every year at Landmark, we do a uh, prophetic presbytery, and Bob leads that. And we never know what God's going to do, but he always does something wonderful and good. So we're really looking forward to it. And so for intercession for this hour, we're going to do what's called drawing on the spirit gift that is in Bob. He has a gift of the prophet. The fivefold ministry gift of the prophet is on Bob, in Bob, and it's a gift to the body, and you are the body, and so you have the right to draw from that gift, right? So our intercession this hour is going to be for us to draw from the gift, which helps Bob too. He just has to release it, you know, and we're flowing in it and flowing in the spirit with him. He just has to release it and open and let it flow. So that's what we're after. I just wanted to share a couple scriptures with you. One is in John. I'm reading out of the Amplified in uh, John 16 and verse 12 through 15. I have still many things to say to you, but you are not able to bear them or to take them upon you or to grasp them now. But when he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth the whole full truth, for he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. That's what we want Bob to do, hear from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. No pressure, Bob. <laughs> He's sensitive to the spirit. <laughs> he will honor and glorify me. That's the whole, this God. Because he will take of, take of, receive, and draw upon what is mine and re will reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit it to you. Woo! Everything that the Father has is mine. That is what I meant when I said that he, the Spirit, will take the things that are mine and will reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it to you. Whew, that's powerful. But it's in his word. So it's true and it's for us. Right? Are you guys ready for that? Yeah. Powerful. Okay, then the other one is Romans 8, of course. Let's get all on the same page because 
you know, if you're praying for one thing and I'm praying for another thing and everyone's praying for a different thing, that's not corporate prayer. It's not true, well, I don't want to say not true intercession, but it is, this is corporate intercession. We want to be on the same page in this. Okay, Romans is in here. I know it is. Romans 8, 26 and 27. So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid, which he's going to do today as we intercede. He's coming to our aid and bears us up in our weakness, for we do not know what, to, what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself, how many have the Holy Spirit in you? The Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. Don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit if he chooses to use you. Just flow with him. We're not going to stare at you. We're not going to watch you. Just pray and, and do it, and do it as, as he leads you. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints, according to and in harmony with God's will. How many want God's will? Amen. We want God's will and what Bob's going to share today. Um, Prophet Bob. The anointing's on him already. Woo-hoo! Glory. <laughs> Let's draw on the Spirit. Karen, you have a, something you want to share? I'll let you lead us in the prayer to begin. Okay. Uh, John 17. Isn't that funny? Uh, Terry started off with John 16. In John 17, uh, verse 20, I do not, Jesus is praying for the disciples. Now he kind of slants toward us. He said, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they all may be one. As you, Father, are in me and I in you, so there's the oneness, that they also may be one in us. Jesus is praying this prayer for you. Do you think uh, Jesus gets everything he prays for? All right, so this is a guaranteed answer to prayer. He's saying that they may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them, you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved me as you have as I have loved them. So, Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this prayer being answered, even now in our midst, that we are one with you, Father, your very heart. You said to pray, Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray that prayer, Father, as we come into unity with your heart, your will, your purpose in this hour 
that we are all here together as an assembly of the body of Christ, seeking your heart. Father, we draw right now on the Spirit of God. We draw on the mysteries of God as we enter into the spirit realm. And every syllable and word that we say in the spirit is in the spirit realm. That places you in the spirit. That quick, in the spirit you go as you pray in the spirit. So, Father, we thank you that you'll honor this hour that we have set aside for you as we draw on your heart your, your word, your purposes, um, your exhortation, your encouragement to your, your kids in this hour. So we thank you for it. We're drawing on the anointing of the prophet right now to declare, to exhort, to encourage, to build up, and to speak forth the very heart of the Father. Father, we just thank you for that in advance, that that prayer is being answered even now. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. So you have liberty and freedom to stand up, to walk around, to sit down, to kneel down. However you feel comfortable to come in agreement in the spirit, please be free to do it. We're going to pray for an hour and be led by the Holy Spirit in what's going to happen. Amen? Well, let's start. Harabayara baroto, shanota, kayara baroto, hediara hashanedi jan. Are you here? Dediara baroto, kuyara barete diarata, hayara jan, kariara barete diara, yala balakayara, hediara baroto, shanedi alabalakayara, hariara barata, shanedi arabadete diarata. Aratayara barete diarata shanoro, O baba baba kayara barayara barete, Yarata yara barete diarata, Arabayara baroto ho shanorote, Ayara barete diarata, Ariara, thank you, John, Kiriara barete diarata, Ala shanoroto yara There's a press into the spirit. You're, you're feeling an impasse right now in the spirit of God. This is not the time to quit. This is a time to press in even more, even more. We've hit, we've hit something. And the Holy Spirit is looking at each one of us to see, are we going further? Are we going in past this impasse into further things in the Father? This is not a time to relax or, or, or just stop. Just press in.
all just quietly take your seat if you're walking around. Let's keep in this atmosphere because we have created an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit. If you have to leave or go to the restroom, just quietly go. Try not to talk. I know it's... But this hour that we've just prayed was as much for you as it was for the prophet of God because it quiets your mind. It prepares your spirit for what the Lord wants to deposit into it. And it prepares your heart to hear what God has for you. So just stay in that attitude. And I want to introduce Prophet Bob Hawk to you. Prophet Bob has been our friend and fellow, worked with us for over 30 years, correct? But he's a man of God. The gift is only as strong as the person who carries it. And Bob has carried his gift well. He seeks God. He loves God. I trust Bob. I was thinking about it when I was sitting here. I've never said this to him, but I trust him so much that if something happened to Dale and I and our kids were little, I would give Bob my children to raise. That's how much I trust him. He's been faithful to us. He's been faithful to God. And our kids all asked him to marry them. He's done all of their weddings. He's like a second dad to them. Thank you so much, Bob, for your friendship. He's like my brother. And now the gift is here. Choo. God's got a unique, a unique flavor here today for all of us. And we don't want to miss nothing. Amen. We want to catch everything he has. So put your catchers on. I know you have, but uh, get your catchers on. Mela salata sandata de delianda dodo de labotai. E shalaba yede de deliana niela botolomasata de tanda dodo dodi dia saba. Kereke, katende de la cota nakamata data dista. E lava shalabanda. Let's just give him praise. Let's give him praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. We give you praise, God. We give you praise and we honor you, sir. We honor you. We honor you and we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for freedom, for liberty. Lord, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you for your holy presence. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your miracles, your signs, your wonders, your demonstrations of your goodness and mercy. Oh, we thank you, Lord God. You're a good God, and we've come here, and we're going to taste and see. Lord, so we come in hungry. We come in hungry and thirsty. Lord, we've got to have more. We've got to have more. Lord, let it pour. Let it pour. Let it pour. Let it pour over each one. Let it pour. Let it manifest. Let your glory fill the house of God. Let your glory fill each and every temple. Oh, manifest your glory in the lives of the people this morning. Oh, we give you praise. 
We give you praise, sir. We give you praise and we honor you, Lord. Lord, we honor you and we thank you. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord, and thank you. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise, sir. Oh, we give you praise. Oh, we're so grateful. We are grateful people. Oh, we are so grateful to you, Jesus. We thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, our hearts cry out to give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, brother. <laughs> hallelujah. Woo! Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, mighty, mighty fine, Jesus. Mighty, mighty, mighty fine. <laughs> You all know the devil's a liar. So don't be listening to him anymore. I don't know who that's for, but it's for many. I believe there's many here. I said he's a liar. You've been listening to him, and you need to stop it. You know better. I said you know better. And the reason I say that is because I know you know the truth. And Jesus said, I've sent the truth to you. And that truth has enough within it, in the seed, to set you free. To set you free, and those who he sets free are free indeed. Could you say amen? Say, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free indeed. I'll stay free. I'll always be free. No devil can have a hold on me because I've been set free. Now give him praise for that. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, brother, there's a song in there. I'm not quite certain. I, I, well, we, you all were praying. I'm like, dear Lord, if, if, if uh, I, I'm just going to break out and become a song leader. Now, that would be a miracle right there. You would see one of the, one of the greatest miracles you've ever seen. Anyhow... I'm going to read to you a few things. Oh, what a joy to be here with you folks. What a, what a privilege and honor to be a part of the great armada, to be connected to this ministry, the heartbeat, the vision, the call, the family, and you. I, I am so honored. I am so thankful to Jesus. So thankful to Jesus. I don't know when this is going to take place, John, but 
when Terry and Karen were leading us into prayer and intercession here together corporately, I started hearing sounds, and I don't know if some of you picked up on those sounds. And I love it when the, the, the curtain comes off, brother. <laughs> Amen. My brother had a word for me, and <clears throat> it was too late. <laughs> but, but it certainly confirmed what I was seeing. And I so, so appreciate the confirmation that comes through prophetic utterance and the body of Christ uh, working together. And as that curtain was lifted and I started hearing the sounds of heaven, I, I hate to say this, but, you know, I, I know to some of you it's pretty obvious, you know, especially uh, many of you that have been in and out. But uh, I heard the sounds of war. And when I hear that, I hear drums. There was a, a movie years ago about an Indian. And uh, they played drums in that show. What was the name of that show, Brian? Do you remember that show? He was a, I don't think he was a Cherokee. Or a, the last of the Mohicans, yeah. And there was, there's, there was a sound to that of those war drums. And I'm, I'm not a big movie buffer. <laughs> but I, I just, that just stuck when I was seeing that and I started hearing those drums. And I'd ask Brian... Uh, when he went back here, I, I'd ask him if sometime during this session, however that looks, that if he would be willing, okay? And uh, there's going to be a shift at that time. It's not right now. I, I just, I'm just preparing you, okay? Is that okay if I prepare you? I believe when, when Karen got up and said, we're not done, we need to push, we need to push. We need to go in deeper. We need to go in further. We need to go broader. We need to understand that he is more. In intercession, you hit walls. You hit dry spots. You hit, you hit things. Uh, I like what Brother Robeson used to call them. You hit, you, you, all of a sudden, the cockroaches are exposed and you want to quit. You understand me? Those things that hinder us and want us to step out of prayer instead of into. And once the lights come on, in other words, that's the release in your heart that you got the grace to keep pushing when you don't feel like it. Because I, last I knew, you're people of faith, and faith isn't controlled by feelings or emotions or circumstances. Is that right? I, I am in the right building, right? And understanding that when you push in, I guarantee you, you're going to break through and you're going to go over to the other side. Hallelujah. How many of y'all want to get to the other side today? Amen. Right. See, I believe that it's up to us as the church to push things out of the way, to push things over, and to go in and possess the territory, the land, 
the promises, the visions, the, the uniqueness that God has for us individually as well as corporately as the body of Christ because it is harvest time. I say it's harvest time. And you know what? During harvest time, I'm not much of a farmer, but I know some of you are because we're in Lancaster, right? And I mean, there's beautiful farms around here, so if you hang around here long enough, you'll at least catch it, all right, or you'll smell it. And what I'm saying is, in, in, in understanding that, when it's harvest time, nobody stays home. <laughs> all hands on deck. We've got to get this in, because why? It might be just a window of time. Does that make sense to you? See, I believe we have a window of time to accomplish with accelerated speed to get done what needs to get done because I believe we're closer than anyone really understands. I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm saying that to bless God. He kept the best for last. I'm talking about you. I mean, his first miracle in John was... He turned the water into wine, right? And the magistrate there says, man, he said the best to last. And every time I think about the body of Christ, I, and I, I get to know my brothers and sisters, and I'm thinking, man, he saved the best to last, didn't he? For such a time as this. Jay, Pat, Larry, and each one of you. I didn't minister your names. Each one of you. He saved the best to last. Aren't you glad about that? So, if I am totally goofy and making a big mistake, I guarantee you, these are my last days. Do you understand me? If I succeed to 120, which... When I'm done, I'm checking out. Do you understand me? Because why? The only thing we get, the only reason I'm alive is to fulfill the will of God. I have no other purpose in life. And when we come to that conclusion, it's like, well, I got to run this race and I got to hit that mark and I got to accomplish that what He has called me and the assignments that He gives me to be fulfilled. And really, the same thing goes with each and every one of us because. He's not a respecter of persons. Aren't you glad that Jesus Christ accomplished what he was called to do here? Amen. Amen. But I got some good news for you. He's coming back. (laughs) I said he's coming back. And there's yet people that don't know that he's coming back. There's yet people that have never heard the goodness of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's people that don't understand the power that's in the blood of Jesus. There's people that don't know that those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's people that don't know that there's already been a death, the burial, the resurrection. There's already been one that ascended up on high, led captivity captive. There's already been one that gave gifts unto mankind and then released those gifts into the body of Christ. And those men, those apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers were anointed with graces, with gifts, 
with the abilities to impart and teach and instruct and help the people of God, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. That church that he said, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church that I'm building. I'm talking about you, my brother and sister. I want you to understand, no devil in hell can stop you when you get a hold of this truth. When you understand that there's a name above every name, and that that name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess, and that name and faith in that name can bring you into a wholeness, that faith in that name, will produce miracles, signs and wonders, healing, marvelous things that will come through the power of that name that the authority has been given to you and me because we are the body of Christ. And Jesus said that no devil in hell can stop what I'm doing. I want you to understand, you and I don't have to be intimidated one lick. Understand, he did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. God has set you in this house this day for such a time as this to fill you up so that bless God there's going to be a Holy Ghost explosion in your life and you're going to explode all over and people are going to come from the north, the south, the east and the west you're going to see the manifestations of the goodness of God in the land of the living I want you to understand this is your day church, hallelujah so you got to rise and you got to shine and let the glory of God radiate upon your life because that's who you are because you're in Christ and Christ is in you and the last I knew he's greater in you I said he's greater in you and Christ in you is your hope of glory and the glory of God wants to manifest in your life through your life into the lives of what people or Jesus loves and that's people do you know he's still in love with people did you, did you, you got that right? Yeah. Aren't you glad? He didn't give up on you. I said, I hear the sounds of war. I heard drums. Sounds from heaven to bring the manifestation of breakthrough with great power and demonstration. Sounds that shift the atmosphere, sounds that will come forth in the generation that is on the earth on this day. I'm talking about you, I'm talking about our young ones, I'm talking about us as the body of Christ right now. Sounds that will not only shift atmospheres, that will bring signs and wonders in the heavenlies, things that will take place that will absolutely turn people's lives upside down so that they can get right side up once again. Can you say amen? And I believe within the sound, and when I talk about the sound, I talk about the sound of the gospel. I talk about the gospel going forth because the gospel is still the power of God unto salvation. And sometimes it'll come forth by the anointing that's in the the written lyrics of music. Are you with me? Sometimes there won't be words to it. 
And all of a sudden, the glory of God will be released because somebody knows how to tap into the Holy Ghost and put their fingers on the guitar or the piano, the keys, or the drums or whatever instrument it is. And it produces a sound that opens up a channel that has a pouring out of the glory of God. And I understand one thing. When the glory of God is present, He, he don't need your help or mine. All you got to do is just allow Him to do what needs to be done and expect expect for your breakthrough expect for your healing expect everything that you've been believing God for the things that you've been desiring the the open channels into your future understand when the glory of God shows up nothing 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 can stop what God wants to do in the lives of his people and you might as well say amen are you ready for that time guess what welcome You're here. I said you're here. If you're waiting for a feeling, if you're waiting to get your ducks in a row, you're too late. Because he'll arrange the ducks the way they need. And he'll give you the feelings when you step in to that place of faith where you belong. Because when you step into that place of faith, you're going to find that the grace is there to hold you in your place so that you can run with your purpose, within your call, by the anointing that he's anointed you with, by the grace that's sufficient for you, by that grace that will give you the strength in the midst of the battles in the midst of whatever you face or whatever you go through, that grace is so readily available for every one of us. And when you tap into that grace, you become as another man or woman. You become as one sent from planet heaven into, a, into an earth that is full of destruction and famine and, and war and, and, and pain and sorrow and all the things that the devil has done in this, in this place we call earth. But you're not from this planet anymore. Did you know that? I'm speaking to aliens here this morning, this afternoon. People from another planet. Ambassadors sent from another kingdom who the kingdom was placed within you. And that kingdom come. Say the kingdom's come. See, where it's come, it's come in you. Now, what are you going to do with the keys that he's given you? What are you going to do with understanding the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, it's peace, it's joy in the Holy Ghost, and you're full of it. Can you say amen? Say, I'm full of it. Now, let's interpret that right. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's in Christ. That's where I live. That's where I abide. In Him I live, move, and have my being. Oh, yes, righteousness, and then there's a thing called peace. Say peace. 
Where is my peace? In me. Say, that peace is in me. It's not out here. It's in me. This is peace that passes all understanding, that keeps my heart, keeps my mind where it needs to be. That's fixed on Him. Because when my mind is fixed on Him, He keeps me in perfect peace. Say, perfect peace in the midst of war, in the midst of storms, in the midst of tribulation, in the midst of whatever is going on around me. I got peace like a river. And then there's that little rascal. When I, when I say the word, I'll, I, there's a woman that pops up in my face. Karen Burroughs. Joy. <laughs> Joy. That's right. <laughs> that is absolutely right. There's a thing called joy unspeakable and full of glory. Joy is one of the keys that the Lord got my attention when I lived without Him. And there was a person that came into my grocery store. She was a babysitter to my children. And I knew what her life was like in a small community Northwestern Pennsylvania, redneck country where Apostle Dale came from. Understanding that in that kind of community, and many of you maybe have come from those kinds of communities, there's not much hidden. You know what's real and what's fake. You know what's genuine and what's artificial you know when you become and understand that nothing's hidden because you're all living in glass houses anyhow do you understand me maybe that's not like that here but up there it was this gal would come into my store and it, and it, it got my attention so much Pat that I didn't know. I thought she was nuts. I thought the woman had lost her mind that her husband probably drove her over the edge. Because I, th- you know, to me, my interpretation at that time was she's happy. And what in the world does she have to be happy about? See, at that time, my my thought was you got to stack it up. All right, my, my success, my vision was to, to be there by 40 years old, and I was driving myself into that successful life in the business that I was operating. And we were on our way, and we were well on our way. The only thing that happened by the age of 28, I burnt myself totally out with a lot of other stuff, and my marriage got destroyed. And my wife says, I don't love you anymore, either do I like you. I could deal with the no love stuff, but the like, I'm, I was missing my best friend because she's always been my best friend and understanding that it crushed me and then this crazy woman come in the store and it was a grocery store meat market thing and she'd come in and she was just happy and I'm like I know your old man dear and I know what things are going on I, I, I just 
couldn't quite figure it out. And later to find out, when I found out about the keys of the kingdom and the way the kingdom operates after I come out of darkness into light, I found out that righteousness and peace and joy come when you accepted the king. And she just knew how to flow in that. Same way Karen does. Same way many of you do. I know you do. And that's not happiness. That's eternal joy. That's in you. See, those are things that preach the gospel without words. We need to use words. Don't misunderstand me. Don't hold back in, in, in ministering the gospel with utterance. But what's character like? What's fruit look like? What's the operations of the the produce that the Holy Spirit produces in our lives? Because see, I believe there's a shift to bring you into much more so that you can accomplish more in the season in which you're walking in. Can you say amen to that? I have so much more, more, more in store for you. So let it flow into your soul today. This is your day, church, to enter in to the more that I have set up aside for you, my people. Receive, 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 he said to me, to tell you. Receive, receive, receive the more that I have. There's more revelation than what you're carrying right now. There's more understanding that's available to all of us right here. There's more wisdom so that we can be wise in the season in which we're here. There's more increases. Increases in creativity, increases in ability, increases in, 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 in the giftings and the callings and the anointings that are already upon your lives, upon your churches, upon, upon that which God has set you into. Pastors, break through. I, I speak to you pastors, especially those of you that are leading people. Break through that wall that is trying to stop you from the vision that belongs to you because the vision shall come and you shall push through because that wall is very closely, I'm, I, I, what I see, it, it's just about to be gone through because why? Because of the anointing and the increase of the anointing that he's placed upon you and the flock in which you have been set into. More anointings. Now, here's a good one. I believe there's some businessmen in here. If there isn't, I believe there's some of them that are going to hear what I'm saying. You've only begun. You've only begun. You've only started. Your race hasn't yet been run. But that race needs to come and to be run in a greater way speed than what you've been running in 
And because it's one step at a time, it's one day at a time, it's one success at a time, and sometimes it's one failure at a time, understand, you need to keep running. And when you run with your eyes fixed on Him, the understanding will come, the vision will become plainer, but what I seen was there's going to be an increase of favor. An increase of favor that will open doors that haven't been opened yet. An increase of favor that will cause people that disliked you to start liking you for no reason. Those things that used to go wrong in your life, all of a sudden it's going to switch and you're going to say, you know what, I've done this five times before, it never worked. Why did it work this time? The favor of God has rested upon you. That favor that you've entered into and it's come upon you to run your race and to hit that mark and to understand there's a principle. He's given you the power to obtain wealth, to establish one thing, and that is His covenant. When you understand the covenant that needs to be accomplished because of the grace that is upon your life, because of the gift of the giver, I'm talking about the gift that has entered into your life. And you, I mean, you try to run from it, but bless God, that's who you are. You have an anointing to give. You have an ability to obtain and to produce and to see forth that the purpose is that gospel is going to go forth. It's going to go with power. It's going to go with demonstration. And there's not going to be a lack in the ministries that are taking that gospel into the nations of this world. Because you know in your heart of hearts that your God will supply all of your need and you'll never have lack. You'll never go without. Because why? You've learned the seed time and harvest, the sowing and reaping. You've learned to understand the principles in the kingdom. That when, when you tithe, that, that He opens up the windows of heaven. That He pours you out a blessing. That there isn't enough room for you to receive. But yet you keep going up. And you start opening new doors and saying, Alright God, there's an empty room. I want to see her filled. Because you're a covenant man or woman. You're a man or woman with a purpose. You're a man or woman that understands the power of the gospel. You're a man and woman that has come out of darkness for such a time as this. You're a man or woman that sees when you hear the, the, the voice of the Lord speaking through a ministry gift, you understand, i got to get behind that because that's got to succeed in my lifetime. And the reason it's going to succeed because they're going to have everything they need. Because why? God's anointed me for this day in this hour and I understand there's an open heaven set before you understand there's a plan understand that, that in that plan that God will rebuke the devourer for your sake and he'll continually open up the windows of heaven but then you've tapped into something even greater you've understood the power of the gift you've understood the power when you give to the poor you understand the ability that you have to obtain the wealth to accomplish his covenant and to see for that it gets the seed in the right place and when you plant the seed he's always more than enough and you get to see the harvest because why in heaven you're going to reap some rewards and people are going to say how come you got all that and you can say because he's a good good daddy he's a good good daddy and he's given me the ability to do his will his way and I chose to do it his way not the way of the world can you say amen to that The other thing he said to me, he says, son, he says, tell them there's more power. The scripture that flew up in my spirit was 
in Acts 10 and 38 how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and, and, and who went about doing good and healing how many? Apostle Dale, he, he gave us the definition of that the other night if you were here. And I heard it at the dinner table last night. And I mean, it just amazes me. It, it means all. So in your search and you find something else, I, I want to have an appointment with you. And we'll chat. But what I'm trying to get you to see is how God anointed you, say me, with the Holy Ghost and power. For I will go about and do good and heal all, all, all that are possessed or oppressed by the devil. God is with you. That's right. He is with you. He's with your whole tribe. Amen. Amen. I'm proud of you guys. I want you to know that. Hallelujah. Say this with me. Father, thank you. You've anointed me for this day and for this hour. I believe I receive all that you have for me. My heart is open, so let it pour. Let pour. Let it pour. I've got to have more. Lord, I want to have more, so let it pour. So I receive that anointing for this day, for this hour, to do that. Your will will be done in me and through me. For you have and always will anoint me with the Holy Ghost and power. I will obey you. I will not resist you. I will walk in total obedience to your will, your way, every day. I will do good works, and I will bring healing power to those that are oppressed by the devil. Father, you've anointed me to heal I thought that was just for those special people. That's you. That's you. Say, that's me. Well, I I don't pastor a church. What's that have to do with anything? Are you a believer? These signs shall follow them that what? You mean i got to be an evangelist to be a believer? No. It's good for the evangelist to be a believer. (laughs) Can you say amen? But guess what time you've entered into? Harvest time. But the other time, the, the, the time in harvest is he's already set apostles and prophets, 
evangelists, pastors, and teachers into this great body we call the church or the body of Christ, understanding, and they've been doing their job, at least most of them, some, well, I'll say some of them, and because they've been doing it, if you're here today, you've been a partaker of that because I know what this ministry does and I know what the churches that are here is doing to the flock. Because why? They're bringing in what I say is through those gifts, what takes place is there's a grace that is released from a gift, the same way it's happening right now, is all I can do is release what he gives me and understand when when the pastor's doing his job, when the teacher's doing his job, when the evangelist is doing his job, when the apostle's doing his job, when the prophet's doing his job, and they're flowing out of their grace, out of their anointing, out of their gifting, flowing from the office in which they've been set into, understand they bring completion to you. They, They bring equipping to you. They get you to a place where you can stand up and put your big boy britches or your big girl dress on and you can stand up and say, you know what, devil, I'm here and you're done in the name of Jesus. In other words, what I'm saying to you is you were born for victory. You were born to succeed. You were born to bring breakthrough. You were born to make the manifestations of the glory of God be present in the earth today. So don't underestimate the anointing that's upon your life. Don't underestimate the gifts and callings of God are the within you. Understand you are a believer. And Jesus said, those that believe will do the same works. Not, not the same works, but there's greater works that need to be done. Because this is the day and the hour for the greater works to flow. Because the body of Christ has come in to a corporate anointing. They've come into unity of the Spirit. They've come into a place where, you know what? It's time for me to get her done. It's time for me to understand. I'm not. I'm here for divine purpose. I'm not here just to do this or do that. I'm not here just to be a good guy. I'm here to accomplish the goal. I'm here to destroy the works of the devil. I'm here to populate heaven and plunder hell. I'm here to succeed and not fail. I've been called for such a day as this. I'm talking about you, church. I'm talking about each and every one of you. I want you to understand this is your day and this is your hour to rise up and say, you know what? He can't hold another thing back from me because I am going to receive more of what my daddy has created me for in this day in this hour can you shout amen strength more strength I I I can deal with this personally so I'm going to just take it all if you don't want any I found out the more seasoned I get physically that uh, what I used to take for granted, I got to receive by faith now. <laughs> Some of you can relate. Some of you have no clue, and that's all right. All right. You'll, you know, Jesus tarries, you'll catch up, okay? And what I mean is that strength that you need to endure and to keep going when you're tired, when you're weary, when you've been overwhelmed, when it's like, how am I going to do this? I'm not the young pup I used to be. Why didn't he ask me to do this when I was 20 or 25 or 30 or 40 or 50? Why do you wait till 68? 
Because it's not by your power, nor your might. It'll be by his spirit, saith the Lord. Can you say amen? Understand, if you're 18, if you're 15, if you're 12, if you're 27, if you're 38, whatever it is your age is, understand, don't do it in your own ability. Amen. Listen to this old man. You hear me? I said, listen to me. It's not because of you. It's because of him. It's because of the grace that he pours into you, the wisdom that he gives to you, the anointing that he places upon you, the abilities that he's placed in your heart, those things that come from the Father above, and every good gift comes from him. And those gifts, those callings, those anointings that are upon the body of Christ are all because of him. You have or cannot take any credit for it other than saying, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say that with me. That just sounds so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I love you guys, whether you like me or not. You can't stop me from loving you. I said you can't stop me from loving you. You know, once you hear the sounds of heaven, it's like, whoo, man, I can really sing now. That's why I belong in the shower, probably not by the pulpit right now. God, you're so good. He said strength. and the, Say this with me. Father, today I set my faith for your grace, for your strength, for your power, for your anointing. I'm asking you to strengthen me with might by your spirit that I can accomplish and do all that you've anointed me and called me for. Lord, I will fulfill my divine purpose in my life in the name of Jesus. Thank you for strength. Thank you for the strength. No matter what, God, I thank you. You've given me strength to endure beyond what's going on around me. Thank you. Greater grace, and you can tap that right in with strength. Then he said, My healing power is present in this hour. His healing power is present in this hour. His healing power is present in this hour. When do you receive? When you when you pray. Is that correct? 
If Brother Hagin was here, he'd say, open your Bibles up to Mark 11. <laughs> Whosoever will say unto the mountain, be removed, be cast to the sea, not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he saith, what will happen? He'll have whatsoever he so that's the power of our confession. That's the power of filling our hearts with the right things so our mouths speak the right stuff, right? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, understanding, therefore, what things soever you desire, say you, desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. When is that? When you pray? Because you believe before you pray. Some of you are trying to pray before you believe and it's not working for you. And you're like, this stuff don't work. I'm telling you, this stuff works. I'm alive today. My marriage is whole today. I have a relationship that's beyond, beyond some people's wildest expectations because I'm going on 50 years. But at the end of nine and a half, it was done, Jack. I want you to know something. When I caught a hold of, it's her fault. Boy, that's been a long time ago, sir. <laughs> wow. No, you were you weren't even married yet. And she said, "You got to meet my husband." I think, well, who is your husband or my future husband? We weren't even married; they're just kids, both of them. And uh, he happened to be in Oklahoma. You know who her husband is, right? And uh, she had a, uh, she, I met her at a Bible study, and we went to school together, and I hadn't seen her for you know, a while, and then she was living in the community of my grocery store. So uh, she said, oh, you've got to meet him. He's coming home. We're getting married. I said, oh, that's wonderful. What's his name? Armstrong. I thought, only Armstrong I'm aware of is there's a photographer at the high school that I really like, and his name is Kent. Well, that happened to be Dale's daddy, and I already knew him. So I thought, oh, I'm looking forward to meeting this little guy. And uh, he showed up, and we've been forever connected. But then I found out that at that time, I wanted to go to Moody Bible Institute. I still had some Baptist roots that were hanging on to me. And uh, after I had to leave the Baptist church because of I had gotten filled with that their, their Holy Ghost stuff. And understanding that I knew in my heart of hearts that I couldn't stay because I knew that I couldn't keep it back. That there was an expression of Jesus that needed to come forth and I couldn't do it in the confines of religion. And uh, so I'm thinking, well, maybe Moody isn't quite the place for me. <laughs> Wonder where it is he'd have me to be. And my heart was to go... Go. I'd heard about Rhema because she had graduated from Rhema. And then come to find out, the Lord would never open doors for me. Some of you guys are going to get this. Because I'm speaking by the Spirit to some of you young people. What worked for somebody else might not be the plan that he has for you. The way that he educates you and raises you up into your gifting and calling might look totally different from the 
person next to you, or maybe even your hero. But I want you to know God has a plan, He has a purpose, He has a destiny. And He'll get all into you that needs to be for what lies ahead of you because He knows how to fill the pot. I'm talking about your life. He knows how to put inside of you what you need to bring pleasure to Him because it's your faith that will please Him. Well, I wanted to go to Ramah and nothing was working. My business wasn't selling and my wife still had some Baptists hanging on her. And uh, my marriage was in deliverance mode and being healed in that hour and uh, God brought and I'm forever grateful Rama Bible Institute to me by cassette tape some of you don't even know what that is cassette tape Okay, look that up google that And it was in a library in my hometown, a half a mile from my grocery store. It happened to be her house. <laughs> so she become, next to my wife, my best friend. Because I didn't have to go to Oklahoma. Oklahoma came to me. And I am forever grateful. See, God has the ability to raise you up in your giftings, your callings, your purposes. Maybe it's in business. Maybe maybe it's in politics. Maybe it's in education. Maybe it's in arts and media. Maybe it's in ministry. I'm not here to tell you you need to do this or that. You need to obey God. You need to understand that those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And right now, it's time for the sons of God to rise up and to take over and take charge in every mountaintop of influence on this planet. You understand me? That's why you don't need to be somebody else. You need to be the man and woman of God that he has called you to be, full of the Holy Ghost, full of power, full of the wisdom of God, full of the strength of God, full of the utterances of God, full of the abilities of God, so that you can flow in your purpose in this life. Because when we join together in unity, support one another, we understand there's edification, exhortation, and comfort that comes by a prophetic utterance, which is happening right now. Understand what that does is to build you up, not tear you down. It's to lift you up so that you can soar above the circumstances of this life in the midst of war, and you can find peace in the midst of battle and you can tap into peace that will absolutely bring you into a place where you'll start making the devil nervous and understand he will always play overplay his hand and when he overplays his hand you can just take your stand and when you've done all to do you'll stand and you'll stand right there with the devil under your feet because why you were born to succeed you were born to prosper you were born to walk in hell and you were born to allow your soul to soar above above the circumstances of this life not being controlled 
by your feelings, by your emotions, by your circumstances, by what's going on in the political world, what's going on around the world. In other words, you have a kingdom. You've entered into that kingdom. That kingdom's within you, and there's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, and you tap into that peace in the midst of the battle, and in the midst of that battle, you get a hold of what God is saying, and you got one word from God, and it'll take you through into victory. It'll take you through, but it'll also have the ability and the power to help others get through. Because why? It's time to go through the doors that are going to open to you. It's time to understand this is your day and your hour. If you're waiting for the feelings to come, you're waiting for the ducks to get lined up. If you're waiting for everything to get in a row, you're too late. I want you to know this is a now time. There's a quick work that God's going to do in the earth. He wants to do it through you. But if you don't put your Holy Ghost sneakers on and start running your race, then you're going to miss the mark and say, well, I don't have enough education. What's that have to do with it? Tap into heaven. Tap into the wisdom of God. Tap into the revelations of heaven. Tap into the anointing of God and understand He will anoint you with what you need to do to accomplish the goal that He set before you. This is your day and your hour and you'll be prepared as you go. If you're waiting, if you're sitting on your hands, you, you, you are missing the mark. I'm telling you right now, my brother and sister, it's time to sit out of the boat and walk on the water that He's calling you to. There's a word from God that's ringing big inside of many of your hearts even today. And it's like, when, when, when? And God's saying, now, 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 now! I'm waiting on you. You stop waiting on me. I've already called you and I've anointed you for this day, this hour. So run the race. Start. How do you finish? You start. How do you finish? You start. How do you get her done? One day at a time. One step at a time. One prayer 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 at a time. One lack of obedience at a time. One day at a time. One month at a time. One year at a time. And all of a sudden you can look back and say, you know what? Jesus, here I am. Can you say amen? I haven't even started. He keeps interrupting me. Can you imagine that? I, he must like you folks. You, you know, I, 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 I think about that and I think, God, you actually like me. Isn't that awesome? Say, I'm loved. By the Father above. Just let that sink in. Say, I'm loved. By the Father above. I'm His. I belong to Him. My body, my spirit are His. He paid the price through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I'm bought. I'm paid for. I've been purchased. I'm his possession. Now, Father, give me the insight to deal with my soul. Go to 3 John 2. 3 John 2.
Lord's been speaking to me about a truth that most of us probably haven't memorized a lot of us have probably preached on it and taught on it and read books about it I've come to the conclusion that I'm not seeing it to the degree that it needs to be and the Lord's been dealing with me on that and uh, when I was preparing for today to do whatever he wanted to do, <laughs> he said, son, he says, I want you to know I've called you to break my people out. <laughs> he says, many of them have become incarcerated and they're in jail. They're locked up. I, that's probably nobody here, so we're going to get this on, <clears throat> on the airway so maybe those that are out there can hear it. If it is for you, I want you to receive it because I believe the revelation and the depths of the revelation is going to grow and going to increase. And I want to throw enough out into the atmosphere of your heart, of your life, of your situation. And maybe it's not necessarily for you individually, but maybe it's for people that you're going to be ministering to. Because there's a lot of shipwrecks out there. There's a lot of crushed souls out there. There's a lot of men and women that have divine purpose, but they're stuck. They're in the swamp. They're in the ditch. They're not walking in the blessing of the Lord to the degree that belongs to them through what Jesus Christ has already done. Does that make sense to you? So in 3 John 2, the King James Version says this, Beloved, I wish above all things, say all things, that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. So, if I interpret that right, and I know that many of you might have different opinions, in other words, I'm going to prosper to the degree that I've allowed my soul to prosper. When I talk about the soul, you're a triune being, you all know that, you're in good churches, and understand you are a spirit, your spirit is what received the life and nature of God. You tapped into the divine nature of the Lord. That your spirit is totally, totally perfect. You in agreement with me? You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. You're one who never was before because you've been born from above. You've been born again, correct? And the the problem is is. When you got born again, unless you had a divine intervention of a miracle, you looked in the mirror, and the only thing different about you was your shining face. Because <laughs> you were happy to be saved, right? It was that glow that you had when you looked in the mirror, but you still had the same earth suit, you still had the same body. You, I, I don't know, maybe there's people here, maybe they dropped 20 pounds once they got saved the next day. I, I had... I didn't personally. At that time, I needed to gain 20. 
But what I'm saying is I had the same body when I received him, but I was totally different. Because I am a spirit, you are a spirit. Then I looked in the mirror and I didn't look different, but everything to me looked different. I'm, the grass is green. It's like, dear God, it's been green all your life. Are you just noticing it? I'm the up. <laughs> Why? Because I was deceived. I lived in a cloud of deception. I don't know about some of you, what your experience was like, but I mean, it's like, man, it's a joy to wake up. It's like, life is good. Nothing changed. It's just good. Hallelujah. I love you. I would have never said that to people. Oh, I love you. I want to hug you. Don't hug me. Why? My nature changed. My spirit become born again. Yours did too. And you still had the same earth suit. Then all of a sudden you start reading scripture and finding out there's a computer between your ears that's giving you a rascally of a problem. And there's some things in that mind of yours, your soul, that's your mind, your will, your emotions, your intellect, your, your, I call it your personality as well. I call it that which gets damaged when you do life and it doesn't go the way you'd like it to. Talk to somebody that's been through a divorce. You'll, you'll, you'll understand what it's like. Talk to somebody that's lost a mate. You'll, you'll understand. Talk to somebody, you know, and I, with Alex back there, talk to him about some of his friends that are not here on the planet anymore. You'll feel the pain in his soul. Did you understand me? And I know that he's, I'm picking on him because he loves me and he's coming to see me. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> but what I'm saying is there's people all around you, and maybe you're one, that your soul is not connecting to your spirit who is in contact with God's spirit, and your spirit is in harmony, absolute harmony with the Lord. Your spirit says yes and amen to the promises of God. But yet, there's promises that you're trying to figure out. You're trying to get your head wrapped around them. And there's things that aren't working. And you're struggling with it because it's like, is God lying to me? Why isn't this working with, with me? Or why, why am I not seeing this? Because your soul's in prison. And God wants to break you out. Today. And he wants to use you to set others free. Does that make sense? I wish, I pray, I intercede. That's what this whole week has been about, is prayer and intercession. Above everything else. Is there anything else? No. Above all of it. That you, you, church... That you prosper. What's that look like to you? I don't, it, it, that's your business. But I can guarantee you it's not lack. I can guarantee you you are blessed to be a blessing. And if you're not blessed, you can't be something you're not. And I believe it's the blessing of the Lord that makes you rich and doesn't add sorrow to it. 
I believe it's God Almighty that will help you to prosper in your financial arena, in your physical arena, in your health realm. I believe divine healing belongs to the body of Christ. Thank God for the gifts of the Spirit. Thank God for the gifts of healing. Thank God for, we can lay hands on the sick. We can anoint them with oil. We can pray for one another. But bless God, it's time we understand there's a health plan in the kingdom. And that plan belongs to me. And understand, when I, when I understand, i got to attend to His Word. i got to incline my ear into His saints. I can't let them depart from my eyes. i got to keep them in the midst of my heart for their life unto me. And their health to every fiber of my being. Hallelujah. Do I believe that? Because if I don't believe that, my spirit is saying yes. And my soul is saying, how can that be? Don't you feel the pain, Bob? And the next thing you know, the pain, the stress, the worry, the concern, the opinions of others, what you watch with your eyes, you need this medication. You need this dose of vitamins. You need to eat right. I, last I knew, I could sanctify it with the Word of God and prayer. I'm all in to eating healthy. You understand me? So don't throw rocks at me. But I guarantee you, if I want to have a Snickers bar, I'm going to be just as healthy after I ate that Snickers bar as I am right now. Do you understand me? Why? Because I'm going to sank it. Say, sank it, Lord. I love you all. I'm feeling bad for some of you mamas. Eat them there vegetables. I want a Snickers bar. Because we're going to pray, Mom. <laughs> call, call Apostle Dale and complain. <laughs> Pastor Sid will give you his number. <laughs> Say, that guy you had there Wednesday afternoon, man, I'm telling you what, he made our kitchen a mess. I want you to see this, though, is there's a health plan in the kingdom. Divine health belongs to you and me. And I'm, I'm into vitamins. I'm into eating good. I'm into using common sense, you understand me, uh, gaining knowledge, understanding. But bless God, prayer still works. If we've heard anything this week, it's really the lack of power last night is the lack of prayer. A lack of pursuit, the lack of pushing in. We have not because we... Well, what are you asking? Are you asking according to the will of God or are you asking according to your own plans? The scripture of the Lord woke me up this morning and he says, Son, I was like, wow, I know that scripture, God. That's awesome. You give me something I actually know. That's in John 15, verse 7. What's that say? So you can always tell these Bible school students. If you abide, the key is, is if you abide in me, in Christ, and his what? 
His what? Abide in who? You will ask what you desire. What is that burning desire in you? What is burning inside of you? What is it you know that you know without a shadow of a doubt? This is a God desire because He placed desires in your heart. So when you abide in Him and His words abide in you, you ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Now think about this. When he woke me up and he said, son, I want you to go there, go there. So in other words, according to the prosperity of our souls, the way we allow the word of God, because it's the engrafted word of God that saves your soul, that delivers your soul, that brings freedom and liberty to your soul. But yet there's still people that haven't gone through enough process and they're still locked up in what I call soul prison. When I seen John 15, 7 in a different light, say, I am spirit, soul, and body. My father has ownership to my spirit and my body, which are his, because the blood of Jesus paid the price for that. So I... Present my body, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto him. Now, the question is, he give you responsibility over your soul. Over your mind, over your will, over your emotions. In other words... When anxiety hits you, where's it hit? When fear hits you, where's it hit? When depression hits you, where's it hit? Uh huh. When rejection hits you, where's it hit? Now go to John 15. I want to help you get your prayers answered because we got a lot of them to pray. Verse 7. If the King James I have says ye. Okay, that's what we have up there. All right. Ye. Say that's me. Okay. If ye, which is you and me, Abide in me, which is Jesus, and my words, his words, the word of the Lord, abides in you, say you, that's me, you, or ye, wow, King James, ye, say ye, that's me, shall ask what ye That's me again. Will. Huh. Where is my will? Where is my will? It's in my... 
it shall be done unto who? Ye. <laughs> Ye. Ye. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five times. In other words, 1 Thessalonians 5 says that he wants us to be whole, spirit, soul, and body. Is that right? Spirit, soul, and body. Now, guess what? Your spirit become whole when you receive eternal life. Correct? I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Old things have passed away. I've been born again. More than a conqueror. That's who I am. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. That's who you are. Can you say amen? Now, that ye that's connected to my will is the thing I've got to allow to prosper. So that above everything else, I will, all of me, spirit, soul, and body, will prosper and will be in health. Does that make sense to you? So if I abide in him, he abides in me, I ask what I will, and my will has been unlocked from prison and made whole and delivered from the fiery darts that happened to land in my emotions, in my thinking. Those traits that I carried in my soul that weren't right because of Maybe the way I was raised. I know you guys are all in perfect families. I grew up in a mess. I love my folks, but they were a mess. And I happened to be a product of their mess. I understand. I got born again. I got a song. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. But yet I wasn't seeing 3 John 2 come in to where I believed that I had a vision to see it. Because I got so far and somehow... I had things in my soul that I had to get through. I had to let go. I had to bust out. And where that was was in my stinking thinking. And I know none of you have that, but I know you probably might be associated with people that do, that their thinking ain't right. They're not thinking with the mind of Christ. They're thinking with their own reasoning. That their mind is not fixed on him because they don't have peace. They are not living in the fullness of joy. They're not walking upright, righteous before God. 
They might know in their knower up here, but in their heart of hearts, their actions are not carrying out righteous acts. Yet they confess, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and yet they're living a total different lifestyle. Now, I know that's no one here, but I'm certain that they're probably good people that supposedly love God as much as you and me that are not where they need to be in their manner of life. Now, I'm not being critical here, but my Bible says, be holy, for he is holy. Does that make sense to you? And he wants me sanctified holy, spirit, soul, and body, because the last I knew, he's coming back. Are you with me? Now, I know this is different today, but I got an assignment to help you. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to say this. God desires to connect your soul and I'll say your saved soul. Say my saved soul. See, it's the engrafted word of God, according to James chapter 1. It's the engrafted word of God which saves, which makes it whole, which delivers your soul, which, which sets your soul free, which helps you to break out of the captivity of what the devil has planned to keep you incarcerated in bondage from being able to prosper and to walk in God's health plan for your life. Does that make sense to you? So, as I look at this, he says, Son, I want you to break my people out of soul bondage. And I'm like, well, I, I know about some of these ministries, and you know, I'm not against them because they, they go and they take you back in your past. And, I mean, it's almost ridiculous when you believe the word of faith. And, uh, and I, I'm not against them. I mean, if they get results, praise God. But I've also seen it stick people even further back in their past, and they're still incarcerated in jail bondage or in the bondage of the soul. Because I'm not seeing them prosper or walk in health. So that's evidence to me that somebody's stuck. <laughs> and it's like, Lord, if you're stuck... And I got a pickup truck with four-wheel drive and big tires and a chain. You ain't going to be stuck much longer because I'm going to come and help you. And any redneck with any heart at all will tell you that. Are you with me? Well, I don't have a four-wheel drive pickup anymore. But what I do have is I have the truth. And see, the truth will set you free and bring you into liberty and bust you out of jail. Or it will for anybody within your reach that will listen to the truths of the Word of God. Just connect your saved soul to your born-again spirit in the atmosphere of harmony with the will of God for your life. Let me say that again. God wants you and me 
to enter into a new season where our spirit and soul are so entwined and connected together with the harmony of the truth of the heart, of the will, of the purposes of God for your life and for the church. That there is no disunity, there is perfect harmony because God Almighty wants every one of us to prosper beyond anything we've ever done before in this day and this hour. And He wants you to tap in to divine health and healing so that you can run your race and not fall out and not quit and not be disgusted and understand that you got the power, you got what it takes, and you got the ability to tap into the grace to run your race, to hit that mark, and to accomplish that, what He has assigned you to do. Are you with me, church? I know we're going long. That's all right. If you need to stand up and stretch, go ahead. You won't interrupt me. I was a youth pastor. You understand, don't you, John? Are they listening? Then they tell you and repeat everything that you just said to them. It's like, how did they catch that? They're amazing. I love young people. Go with me. I'll try to be quick here. Here, here, let me, let me put this thought. I know this has been a scattergun today. <laughs> That's all right. I told you to put your catchers on, didn't I? In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 out of the Amplified Bible, it says, but understand this, that in the last days will come, set in perilous times of great stress. Now, where does stress hit? The soul. Is that right? And trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. And many of you are experiencing that right now. I know that. In this world, what we've just gone through, what's happening right now in the Ukraine, understand, and other places in, 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 <clears throat> with, Pastor, or with Brother Pradeep. I, I mean, it's all over the planet. We are here. Wake up, you're here. But praise God, He gave you grace to be here for this hour. Amen? He didn't make a mistake. Well, I should have been born in the 1800s. No. Perilous times, King James says, and that's just through the idea of reducing the strength. Difficult, dangerous, fierce. Hello, where are we? What time are we in? Are we too early or are we too late? No, you're right on time. You were born for such a time as this. You were born to be able to have victory in great stress, in tribulation, in trouble. It didn't say it isn't coming. It's here. But you were born to walk in a different realm because your soul has been released from prison. Can you say amen? We walk by faith and not by sight. Most faith churches will teach that. I know this one does. 
So we walk by faith and not by <laughs> the feelings that my soul tries to connect to. Not by the emotions that come up when I hear a, a story. When I was in Kosovo, Kosovo to many of you, with a friend of ours, we had sent a missionary over and I had the privilege to go seeing him and we were in Albania and we went into Kosovo and we, we got to spend time with families and take humanitarian aid into them in the midst of what war did, in the midst of loss and beautiful properties and homes and they lost everything, just exactly what's going on in the Ukraine right now. And we would sit with these families and around a tree or a bed of rocks because everything was gone. And you just felt the despair of the loss. You felt, you, you just, you, you know, and you don't have words to say. All you can do is love and encourage and help them and do what God's given you to, to help and support them so that they can see a future through the midst of that. Guys, we're here and there are wars and there will be rumors of more. There are perilous times, there is trouble, tribulation, there is great stress available to all of us because of what's taking place. But there's a kingdom that came and it came within you and that kingdom is not connected to that mess. So somewhere you've got to understand God wants your soul totally transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the engrafted Word of God, by the power of His presence upon your emotions. That's why we want to push you into prayer. Because in that presence is fullness of joy. And that joy will hit your soul. It will hit your emotions. It will hit the very fiber of your being. And that joy will bring healing to that soul. But too many don't press in far enough. And they don't get what belongs to them. So therefore they are not going to prosper to the degree that God has called them to prosper and to walk in health because that's His plan for every one of us. Go to Psalm 143. So this is a different prophetic meeting. Well, I happen to be a prophetic preacher. <laughs> I can pick you out and prophesy over you and tell you what you want to hear probably, or then I could repent and say, all right, now I'm going to tell you what God wants you to hear. <laughs> you get close enough to somebody, you'll find out what their desires are. And a lot of, a lot of prophetic utterance so-called has messed up a lot of people because it wasn't from God, it was from somebody's flesh. That's why, thank God you guys are in good churches that understand the leadership of the Holy Ghost is what every one of us needs. 
when we're led by the Spirit, we're not going to be deceived. We're not going to be controlled or manipulated by somebody else's scheme to get you to do what they want you to do. Do you understand me? We're, we've grown up, church. Hallelujah. Say, those that, that's me, are led by the Holy Spirit, are the sons of God. That's me. Now, my brother come up to me when we were praying, and he confirmed so much of what God was doing, and it was icing on the cake. Are you, you understand me? It, brought, it edified me. It encouraged me. It gave me the courage to stand in front of you and do what God told me to do, not what maybe some of you might have been expecting. Guess what? As much as I love you, I'm not here to please a lick of you. You understand me? But I guarantee you, what the, the way my flesh could please you is not nearly, nearly what he can do for you. Because the entrance of his word will bring you light. And when you get the light, you can walk in the light as he is in the light. Allow the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse you and you can succeed in life. Can you say amen? Do you find Psalm 143? Go Look at verses 3 and 4. For the enemy hath pursued my soul. He hath smitten my life down to the ground. He hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. See, in the midst of war, you can get overwhelmed. Isn't that right, Alex? Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul, say my soul thirsteth after thee, a thirsty land. And then what's it say? Selah. What's that mean? Pause. Think about that. Meditate on that. Say, my soul thirsteth after him. There's the key. I'm giving you keys. I want you to. I want. I want to help you get out. If you're in, or help you to set others free. Go with me to flip over 142. Let's start in verse five. Well, you know what? Jump up. Well, this whole thing is good. Let's just read the whole thing. Y'all love the word, right? This is a word church, right? I cried unto the Lord with my voice. Has anybody here besides me ever done that? 
With my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him all, or showed, I showed before him my trouble. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path. In the way wherein I walked, <clears throat> have they privily laid a snare for me. Has any of you ever been, felt like you got snared up? You got deceived, you got led astray, you got taken advantage of, you got crushed in your soul. I, I, I don't, you don't need to show your hands because I, I, I can guarantee you if you're doing life and you're going forward in God, you, you've all experienced these things. I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. I cried unto the Lord. Say, I cried. What's part of prayer? We're petitioning him. We're crying out unto God. I cried unto the Lord. I said, thou art my refuge. Say that with me. Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors. What is the devil trying to do? To persecute your soul. To hit you in your emotions. To hit you in your thinking. To hit you in your will so that you don't do the will of God. For they are stronger than I. And then he says, verse 7, Bring my soul out of what? Say that with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, bring my soul out of prison. I'm busting out in the name of Jesus. I am made whole, spirit, soul, and body. I will prosper. I will be in health because my soul has busted out of prison. I've been made whole. I am healed. I am well. I am prosperous. I am born for such a time as this to succeed and to do the will of God. Amen. Bring my soul out of prison. Why? Tonight, you're getting set up. What's tonight? Tonight's Wednesday night, in case you didn't know. We're going to do some... What are we going to do, John? You're in charge of that, brother. Tell these wonderful, beautiful people what's going to go on here tonight, would you? Now, I expect one of the most wildest services tonight in your life that maybe you have ever, ever, ever experienced. Why? Because of what I'm going to tell you. Bring my soul out of prison that, say that, I may praise thy name. When the soul comes out, you can't hold back the praise. 
No, you understand? I said, when the soul comes out, you can't hold back the praise. Because the praise isn't based on your emotions and your feelings and your stinking will that isn't conformed to the will of God. Because it's come out of the prison of the incarceration of the devil and it's been made whole. So now you can't help but to praise the Lord and to lift up His name. Why? Because you know the rest of the story and the rest said, the righteous shall compass me about. That's where we're going to be because it's going to be the righteous all surrounding you. And then he says this, for thou, meaning him, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, the Trinity of heaven, shall deal what? what? When I read that, what does that mean to you? Beloved, above everything else, you're anointed, <laughs> you're appointed, and you're chosen for such a time as this to prosper. Get it into your soul, son, and be in health. Stop putting up with the devil. His lies, his fear, his intimidation, his fiery darts, stop them. When I look at the floor and I talk like that, I'm talking to the devil because he's under my feet. Do you understand me? Above everything else, you and I were called to succeed, to prosper, to be in health as your souls prosper. An incarcerated soul is not going to be able to praise because praise will be your breakthrough. It's not going to be able to fellowship in a righteous way with God's precious body to the degree they need that kind of fellowship. They'll stay away. They'll draw back. They won't, they won't allow the healing that takes place in the unity of the body of Christ because we get to pray for one another. We get to encourage one another. We get to love one another. We get to edify one another. We get to comfort one another. We get, we get, to, we get to prophesy to one another to bring edification, exhortation, and comfort because why? God wants you built up to prosper, to be in health because your soul's been busted out of prison because God Almighty wants to deal bountifully with you, church. More than enough. The blessing of the Lord makes you rich. Whatever that means to you. Do you understand me? I'm not going to get into that. I'll let the pastors do that. I don't want you to get goofy on me. But I guarantee you, you go to Psalm 23. We're going to close there.
Psalm 23. I know you all know it, but I'm going to ask you to look at it. Will you do that for me? I guess they put it up on the screen, so that's pretty easy to do, isn't it? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Isn't that good news? So if he isn't your shepherd, you probably will. But since he is your shepherd, you won't. Can you say amen? He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Huh. Didn't you see what's going on around you? That don't look very still to me. You don't know where I live. Do you understand? Because why? I'm going to live from the inside out, not from the outside in. How about you? The kingdom is in me. Peace is in me. Joy is in me. Righteousness is in me. Victory is in me. It might not look like it's out here. There's tribulation and there's trouble and there's problems and there's stress. There's great opportunity to get stressed out. I know some of you are saying, well, I never experienced that. (laughs) Well, that's just awesome. I want to talk to you after this service. Now look at this. He restoreth my what? Now understand, when you look at this scripture, I know you know it, but I want you to look at it in this light. If we take this in order, he's my shepherd, I don't want. In other words, he meets my needs, I'm covered, I got, what I, I got the provision I need to accomplish everything that he's called me and assigned me to do. You too. He makes me, in other words, he wants me to come and to be still and know that he's God. He wants me to sit at his feet. I'm all for working for the Lord, but bless God, I don't want to do anything for him until I spend time with him. How about you? So he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Thank God for the washing of the water of the word of God. Cleansing power of the precious word of the Lord. He restores my soul. Say, he restores my soul. He's brought my soul out of trouble, busted me out of prison. My soul is made whole. Now, young people, catch this. Middle-aged people, catch this. And you that are in the vicinity of my age, catch this too. That's somewhere between 30 and 100. If anybody's bypassed that, you're included. All right. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. 
you and I cannot be led into the perfect will of God until we allow our soul to come out of prison to be made whole so that we're not controlled by our emotions. We're not controlled and manipulated. We're not, we're not put into the bondage of our feelings and what's going on surrounding us because why? We've come into a kingdom such a time as this. We've come into a kingdom and we've been given keys and we've been set free and we've been set free out of the imprisonment of the soul for such a time as this so that we can prosper, we can walk in health because our souls have the ability to prosper and succeed to the extent in which He has called us to do so that why we can soar like an eagle and receive peace in the midst of tribulation, in the midst of war, in the midst of loss and sorrow and pain and rejection and all the above. Because you're not of this world. You're the ambassadors of heaven above. Men and women that have been born again. Men and women that he calls his church. Men and women that he's called out of darkness into light in such an hour as this. Men and women that he's anointed for such a time as this. To go out and do good and to heal humanity Because there's damage that has been done by the destruction of the enemy who comes to kill, steal, destroy, who comes to lie and deceive, who comes comes in uh, like a flood, but bless God, it don't have to affect you, my brother and sister. Can you say amen? He leads me. He leads me. Say, He leads me. I've often wondered, Lord, you know, a lot of times when you see things and you see some of God's purposes, you know, understand prophetic utterances in part, you know that. But, and then it's not happening. You're not seeing it. It's like they're stuck, they're, you know, when, I, when, I, when this opened up to me, I thought, yeah, they're in prison. Their soul's in prison, and they're not thinking right. They're not able to act right because their thinking has clouded up their judgment. Does this make sense to you? I'm not wasting your time, am I? I, I that's the last thing I'd ever want to do. The leadership of the Holy Spirit will take you into the perfect will of God for your life. I said the leadership of the Holy Spirit will take you into your eternal destiny. God the Holy Spirit, the great comforter, the greatest teacher, the revealer of the future, the secret giver, the one who reveals the mysteries that you and I need to know to walk out and fulfill our purpose and destiny in life. 
will lead you in a righteous path. But he is calling you and me into a place where we will absolutely keep our souls free from the bondage of the enemy, from the lies, the things that are getting you into doubt and unbelief, that are getting you into fear and despair, the things that are affecting your emotions so your emotions get out of control and you become anxious and you start acting in anxiety instead of underneath obedience to the will and call and purposes of God. My brother and sister, I love you, but you were created for such a time as this. And when I look out to you, what I see is I see arrows in the quiver of the Father who wants to shoot you into your destiny, who wants you to hit that mark that He's called you to. He doesn't want you to look back. He wants you to understand this one thing I do. I forget what was behind and I press towards the mark of the call of the high calling of God that is upon my life. That is for every one of us here. Does that make sense to you? Say, Father, every day I thank you. I give you the right to restore my soul. As I do life in you and I'm exposed to this world, what's in this world, what goes on in this world, I thank you. You continually restore my soul. Thank you. You do lead me because my soul is whole in righteous paths. You know the rest of the story. It's all yours. It's all yours. Goodness and mercy. Say goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy. Shall follow me. Uh, one of the teachers when I was in West Virginia, they did some research on that. Back then they had the, the one missile. It was a heat-seeking missile. And they said, that, that word's just like that heat-seeking missile. And you're hot. Goodness and mercy is a heat-seeking missile, and you're its target. Can you say amen? amen. Say goodness and, mercy. goodness and mercy has been following me, so I'm going to catch it, because I'm its target. Land here, goodness, mercy, I'll take all he's got, because my soul has been made whole. Now let's pray. There's some things the Lord wants to say now. I told you I heard the sound of war. I know there's war going all around. I know many nations are experiencing it right now. I hate to tell you this, there's more to come. But there don't need to be war in your soul. So when you tap into the harmony and the sounds of heaven and the openness of heaven 
refreshes you, and it brings you into an elevated matter. I think about an eagle. I think when the storm comes, they go higher, they lock their wings, and they hover over what's going on. Is that correct? God wants your soul to soar above the war. So when you hear war, when you're exposed to war, and God forbid that if you go through war, you do not have to be destroyed in what's going on. Did you hear me? Because my Bible says he came that you would have life and life more abundantly. But if we don't learn how to get up above what's going on around us, will never enter in to the place of intercession and prayer that needs to take place in this day and this hour to populate heaven, to plunder hell, to manifest the miracles, the signs, the wonders, the demonstrations of the glory of God that need to take place in this day and this hour to bring the harvest in because it's about the harvest. And it's all hands on deck. And that's why he wants your soul totally whole. Does that make sense to you, my friend? I'd ask Pastor Brian if he would sit on the drums. He's an excellent drummer. I'm going to put him on the spot because when I was leaning in that area is when I started hearing that and I thought, hmm. And I heard the sounds coming from heaven and I, it registered with me, these are the sounds of war. And I started hearing drums. And the only thing I could relate it to was that song that was in that movie. Now, I don't know, Pastor Brian, what you hear. Maybe you don't hear a lick. But I want you to know you're anointed to play those drums to shift atmospheres with the sound of spiritual war that comes from an anointed man or woman of God that puts an instrument in their hand and allows the Holy Spirit to play through them in harmony with what's going on in heaven that shifts atmospheres, that shifts mindsets. 
It shifts things so that people can come into place, into divine alignment with God's plans and his assignments for their life. It'll take the goofy goofiness of the philosophies and theology that has been mispresented in the lives of so many people and open up what I'll call a porthole, a porthole of, of freedom, of liberty, of truth that comes in to their heart, into their soul, that busts them into a place where they see the battle belongs to the Lord. And I'm joining in with a sound of victory. So when I hear the sounds of war, I hear the sounds of victory, not defeat. Can you say amen? Go ahead, brother, just start playing them babies. Say this with me, if you would, please. Father, thank you for victory in war. Thank you, Lord. You always cause me and cause us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that this is the victory that you've given to me, even my faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
many shifts and operations that will take place in the days that lie ahead for many of you in this place. Many things that you thought that should be this way or that way are going to be rearranged and changed because your thinking is going to be shifted. It's going to be shifted into a higher level and a higher plane of being able to see and to know what I have for you to do. Yes, I've anointed you for this day and this hour. Yes, I've appointed you. I've called you and I've brought you in for such a time as this. I've placed my hand upon you and I've called you. So don't underestimate that what I've called, but when I call, I expect you to answer. And when you answer the call, you'll get the information that you need to take your place of grace and to walk in the assignments in which I've given you. Many of you have heard the phone ring. Many of you have listened and said, you know, the Lord's calling me. But you didn't take the time to set a defeat long enough to answer the call. So therefore, he's held back the information that you need. But the information is readily available to you when you take the call and you actually answer it with a heart to do what he shows you to do. For it will be through your willingness and obedience that you'll eat the good of the land. And yes, you'll succeed. You'll succeed because the great is there for you to succeed and when you tap into the grace you'll find the strength that you need even 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 in the things that doesn't look like how could this happen stop questioning that and stop saying how 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 and say you know what that'll be me 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 because I can do all things through him who strengthens me for it is the joy of the Lord that has given me the strength to walk in this day in this hour it is the peace that passes understanding that keeps my my heart and my mind in this day and this hour. It is the umpire of my life that will control me and help me to be led by the Holy Spirit in this day and in this hour. So therefore, I will walk in the Spirit. I will walk in the, in the Spirit, and I will not obey the lust of my flesh because I've been set free from the bondages of liberty, and I've come into a place of true, true, true victory, saith the Lord. That is for many of you here. I believe it's for all of us. I'm going to take it. And the reason I say that, I I know that things get recorded. And I know sometimes it comes out quicker than maybe you can register. I want you to pick up on that. I want you to, you know, write it down. And I want you to, I believe in the power of confession. And your confession, according to that utterance, will help you to walk in that victory that has been given to you today. Say, I overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of my testimony, loving not my life even unto death. So in other words, death doesn't control us. But the blood's covered us. We are the redeemed of the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. What do you say so? You say, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of his enemy. My brother and sister, by the entrance of the word of God today, whether you know it or not, you've been set free. It's up to you to maintain your liberty. It's up to you to walk in your freedom. 
It's up to you to understand that He has called you, anointed you, appointed you, and given you the goods that you need to walk in this day and this hour. You don't have to be controlled. You don't have to be manipulated. You can be led by the Holy Spirit of righteousness into the paths that He has set for you. For a good man's order has been already ordered by the Lord. In other words, your steps have already been ordered. All you've got to do is line up into that will, into that flow, and say, all right, God, here I am. Send me. I think you might have heard that last night here. Is that right? I want to thank you, each and every one of you. I don't know, uh, I, are the, any of the Bible school students here? I see Eric. Come up, come up here, son. Is, it, Jake, is Jake down? Would somebody go get Jake? I, this is a, a prophetic prosperity, and usually we at least lay hands on the, on the, uh, the Bible school students. We did that the other night, but uh, because of uh, the absence of, a couple of our friends right now are the other parts of the presbytery. I guess it's just you and me, brother. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to take the liberty. Dale can fire me later if he wants to. And uh, I'm going to just choose some others to pray over these guys. All right. And uh, we, we, did, we did on uh, Monday night, I believe it was. But because I got to hang out with them, I sense the call, I sense the anointing, I sense the passion, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited because it just excites me. You understand me? I, I love when, when people get it. And it's like, you know what, devil, look out, I'm coming. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to pray as the presbytery, and then, Larry, I'm going to ask you to join us if you would. And Sydney, please join us. I believe there's a handsome young fellow right in back of you that I'd like him to join us too, if he wouldn't mind. Alex, why don't you come up here? You, you're, you're Dale's associate, right? Or <laughs> I believe you are. The last I knew, I, he hadn't fired you since, has he? <laughs> Alan, why don't you come up here and join us, please? Kevin, you got such an amazing prophetic anointing on your life. You join us too, okay? And I, I know there's others. Karen, get up here. We need, we need, we need mercy in the midst of us guys. All right. <laughs> Friends. These guys are getting ready to go into a whole new season in their life. They've already entered it. And I'm just going to ask this entire team here. I've already prayed for them, and I'll continue to lift them up. But I want them to because they, they might not have got a chance to express if they had a word, uh, a prophetic utterance or ministry, or maybe they didn't get a chance to lay hands on them. Uh, Brian wasn't even here, so I know he didn't. And uh, I want them to get every impartation that they need because I believe in these gentlemen I really do and there's one more that isn't here his name's Josiah and uh, I encourage you to keep him in prayer and if you get a chance to see him in one of the services put your hands on him guys put your hands on him this generation needs everything that they can receive from God so they can run their race amen go ahead Just you guys know you're all ministers you know how to 
There's no giving up. There's no quitting. Hallelujah. By the Spirit of God, I declare it over you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The devil will not defeat you. Randy. He will not stop. I didn't even see you. Get up here. He will not stop the plan. Please. Hallelujah. Meseke bozo prakado pregeske vrokusa Hallelujah. Pro Hallelujah. Because of the roots, hallelujah, because of the roots in your lives, hallelujah, you'll go deep, you'll go strong, you'll go far, hallelujah. And he will not stop you. You hear my word today. He will try, but he will not stop you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Sons. The first part of your life, you've walked out your will. But now, you're stepping into mine. You walk this way and that, doing that and this. But that's the past. What lays before you is my spirit directing your steps. Each step, one in front of the other, I will order. <laughs> Your soul prospers. You prosper. You'll carry bags. Sometimes they're, they, will, they will be filled and sometimes they'll be empty. But you will not be empty of me. For I will fill you. I will fill your mouth. I will fill your words. And my spirit will rest upon you. And when you pray, it will be as if I pray. So come to me if you're weary. And I will give you rest. For my hand is upon you to guide you, to lead you, and to direct your steps this day forward. The horse is large. <laughs> the horse is swift. The horse is agile. But it's not a certain victory. Victory is in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost that fills you, the Holy Ghost that leads you, and the Holy Ghost that guides you, the Holy Ghost that fellowships with you day by day, if you'll fellowship with Him. 
He will lead you. He will guide you. He will carry you into victory. He will break down armies before you. They'll fall. The words that you carry in your mouth will be like swords, rendering useless the power of the enemy. You will rise above that. In visions of the night, in the quiet times before the Lord, I'll direct you, comfort you, fill you. The words that you eat are going to fill the inner, fill the inner man, fill the inner man, cause you to be strong in the Lord and the power of his strength. You won't get weary <laughs> because you stay before me in your weakness. I'm going to be strong and I will lead you to victory. God, I just thank you for these two men. I thank you for them, that you have made them strong. They are full of your strength. And this word I share with you now, the word of the Lord, so that you'll remember it. He's going to take you two to places that other men can't go because he's made you strong. And you won't veer off path. You're going to stay right with him. But remember this key. He's going to put you through a lot. Take you through a lot. But he's going to see you out the other side. But each time he does, go back to his feet and rest. Because he's got more for you after that. But remember to come back to him each time. For his rest to equip you to continue on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As I did in the beginning, I am doing now. I'm working in relationships. It is my heart that you are not afraid of people at all. I'm going to navigate you through an array of different people, their personalities, their characters, those who need delivered, those who are set free. It doesn't matter. A whole array of people I'm going to navigate your life through. And you're there for a reason. You're to receive and you're to give. My heart is that you're not afraid of people. They're my currency. They're really my heart. And I'm going to use you in my power and in my wisdom to bring healing and wholeness and salvations. I'm going to use you in my giftings because you have yielded your lives to me and you have proven yourself faithful to me. I'm going to use you what's most important to my heart and that's people. So, Father, we thank you for these two men of God who have yielded their lives to you. And we thank you that you will fulfill every plan, every purpose, your entire destiny in their life. That every day is weighty with your anointing for them to accomplish your heart. And I thank you fear is not a part of it. 
we bless you, Father, for what you're going to do in these men's life. We're grateful they're a part of our family, operating in our midst. And we give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. About 15 minutes ago, I was sitting there and I got a text that my best friend died today. We were filled with the Holy Spirit together when we were 15 years old. And we fellowshiped together. We were best friends in the things of God. We were so hungry for the things of God. But there was a point where he got distracted. And he pursued a secular career, which is not wrong when it's God. But about five years ago, the Lord spoke to me. And he said, I'm going to give you another 30 years. But he said, there's two conditions. You've got to stay on track with me. And you've got to take care of your body, these temples of the Holy Spirit. So I just, it's hit me so strong right now. These are the two things. To stay on track with God. That is a lot of meaning to it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's very wide. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with following our hearts. That's what we need to do. See Amen. And there's been course adjustments. And I'm open to those because I want to stay on track with Him. And if I miss it, God show me. Help me to see it. Get me back on track with you. That's always been my heart. And that's what's kept me to this day. And if I had one thing to say to, to you, it's the same thing. Stay on track with Him. Don't let the stuff of this life get you off track, pull you to the left or the right. Keep checking your heart. Make sure you keep calibrating that heart with the Spirit of God, by the Spirit of God. There's nothing worth it, no, nothing in this life that you can exchange that will be better than what He's called you to. Amen? Amen. I love you, but He loves you more. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to run your race and win. He wants every one of us to come out the other end victorious. Amen? Hallelujah. We're capable of falling. We're capable of making mistakes. But let him lead you. Let him keep you on track. Amen? Hallelujah. And Josiah, you're not missing out. Everything that's been said to these two applies to you. Every single word applies to you as yes, well. Yes. The Word of God doesn't change. You can depend on it in everything that you do, everywhere that you go, every experience that you have. We know that His words are life and that they're light. Embrace his word as the very source of life that it is. 
Jesus said when, when he instituted what we call communion. He said, take this bread and eat it all. Take this cup and drink it all. We don't do it halfway. Take it all. Make it yours. Don't be satisfied with today's revelation. Press in. Press in. Press in. Get it all. Because the things that are ahead of you require that you walk in it. That you be that skilled technician of the word that you've learned about. Get it all. Make it yours. And as freely as you've received it, give. Father, deep calls unto deep. Much has been given. Much would be required. Lands are calling your name. Curse of the earth. I'm blessed to see the message. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. For this is only the beginning. This is only the beginning of the ways that I'm going to use you, the two of you, the three of you. For I've seen your faithfulness, I've seen your heart. But this is only the beginning. So continue to press in, continue to step forth, because my ways are much, much higher than you can even imagine. And when I heard the Lord saying, I said, he's saying, ask me for more. You've asked me to use you, but I hear the Lord challenging you to say, ask me for more. Ask me for the nations. The nations of the world and the uttermost parts of the earth. And I will give you the nations for your inheritance. You don't have to be satisfied with just one place or one nation. The Lord says, I challenge you this day, ask me for more. Ask me for more resources. Ask me for more souls. Ask me for more finances. Ask me to do a work in your days that you would hardly believe. And ask me for the nations, and I will give you the nations, the very nations. I will give you the nations and the uttermost parts of the earth for your possession, says the Lord. Because of opportunities that I will introduce you to, opportunities that will come to you, the sensitivity of the leadership of the Spirit of God within you, the three of you, yes. You can't go through every door. So you need to understand that your yes needs to be yes and your no needs to be no. You can't compromise. No, compromising is all over. It won't be a yes or a maybe, it'll be a yes and an amen, or it will be a no. So understand when you 
choose to say yes, you can't turn back on your yes. That when you say yes, I'll give you what you need to walk in the yes. But I'll warn you before you say no of why you're going to say no. For I want you to run the long race, not the short one. For I have much, 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 much more in store. More than you know. More than you've seen yet. But I will, I will, I'll show you more. As you ask for more, (laughs) as you want more, there's so much more to come. So be delighted each step of the way and delight in me. For I certainly have found delight in each one of you, saith the Lord. Father, we thank you that you have brought these men of God into a place to be used by you. And Father, we just commit them right now to you, that they would walk in harmony with you, that they would be mindful of you, that they wouldn't miss a step, Lord. Thank you for your protection that you've granted to them and, and the provision that you've laid in place for them. Thank you for bringing the right people alongside them to help them in their ministry and their calling, to walk it out, to hit the mark, and to be accurate in all that you call them to do. And we thank you for this in the mighty name of Jesus. And amen. All right, we're going to um, eat soon. So what I'll do is I'll just bless the food right now. And then uh, when the time comes, you can just tie into it with both arms. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you that you have given us so much, and thank you for this food. And we just call it blessed and sanctified in every way. Thank you for health and life in our body, and we just look to you and draw from you all that we need to walk in divine health today. In Jesus' name, and amen.